Ladies and gentlemen, please make your way down because the stage and the arena is full of sax bandits. Woo! One, two, uh, one. As the man has just said, you're listening to the sound of the Sax Bandits, an all-saxophone band for all ages and abilities, even beginners. They meet once a month in Twyford Scout Hut, where, and I quote from the saxbandits.co.uk website, you can expect to see an assorted collection of saxophones, people, biscuits and wrong notes. And if you can't enjoy a biscuit after sax, then when can you? The Sax Bandits perform a couple of gigs every year, but to be honest, the word gig doesn't really do them justice. They are performances, they're events, with around 80 players coming together. Rob Digweed, aka the Sorcerer of Sax, is the brains behind the operation, acting as director, music arranger and band leader. I asked him how hard it is to mould such a spectrum of abilities into shape. Um, it can definitely be tough at times. Um, when we first start a new piece, it sounds quite catastrophic sometimes. And that's fine. That's part of the learning process. So we, we, we're always honest with ourselves and we can have a laugh about things if they do sound absolutely terrible. But by the end of, you know, we spend a good amount of time working on our songs and um, we, we maybe work on like five or six songs over six months. So there's definitely a power in the collective. So a safety in numbers aspect definitely helps. And just giving people the time to get familiar with a piece so that they can really learn it um, over time rather than having that like instant need to get it right. So people do get it right. And, you know, everyone is kind of working at different times and stuff. And, you know, it takes people different amounts of time to learn things, but they, they do get there. And it's amazing. It constantly surprises me how good it sounds sometimes when it all comes together and people like kind of feel confident with what they're doing and where they're playing. I guess that must be uh, not only uplifting for you, but you must see in their faces the way people interact with each other, all that kind of stuff, how much they're enjoying it week in, week out, and how much their confidence grows as well with the instrument. Yeah, so it's, you know, this is a really social band. We only meet once a month, so it's kind of a real catch-up when people do see each other. And a big part of our sessions is they're, they're two hours, but we have a half-hour break in the middle just to, like, get a cup of tea, have some cake, whatever it might be, and um, just catch up because... There's not a massive in-person community out there where you can just meet other adults that are learning an instrument and maybe going through some of the same struggles or, you know, can just really talk saxophone and be a bit nerdy, to be honest. What kind of music are we talking about here? Yeah, so we play rock and pop songs in a nutshell, um, but that, it's quite a wide, um, wide range of things. It covers a lot of things. And I'm constantly pushing it to see how far we can go with it. So, um, you know, over the years, we've done Madness, Ariana Grande, 
the kinks. So already there, there's a, a range from modern to um, stuff in the 60s and things like that. So we try and cover the decades. But also my my most recent thing is I've been trying to see how far I can take it with the genres. So we've obviously done pop, but I've this year I've been pushing the boat out and I thought I'd try some metal. So <laughs> this year we've Marvelous. done Metallica. Oh, anything in particular that, that our listeners would know? Sad but true off of the Black Album. A very classic Metallica song. I, I notice on your website um, that you allow your, uh, your your members to to choose the material. That to me seems high risk. Can they come <laughs> in with all manner of ideas? Can you give me any uh, of the flavors of the kind of thing people ask to play? Yeah, so they are welcome to suggest anything they want and put it forward. But I do have to carefully vet everything because we we can only take on a certain amount of music every year. And also it needs to be adaptable to saxophones. So I do arrange all the music myself and there's like six different parts in the band. There's four types of saxophone and I write six parts. So it has to be adaptable for that where no one part is going to get too bored or it also has to work for each part. So whether that's a vocal line, if it's too like monotone, it's just not going to work on the saxophone. If it's got rapping in, it's not going to work on the saxophone. So that's where I have to con- carefully consider. And also just the practical thing of I have to listen to it for like nine months. So it has to be something that is going to keep people interested, but also work if we play it in public. And there's a lot of considerations with that. But I do try and take those requests from them because obviously it, it's it's for them. Like, I want them to play the music they enjoy. When I think of, you know, sax, saxophones and pop, you think of those kind of incredibly famous solos and the ones that spring to mind are Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty, like Careless Whisper, Born to Run, that kind of yeah. thing. Do you touch on those kind of songs or do you try and avoid those altogether because they're such cliches what, what, what's the deal there uh, I mean that's that's where this aspect comes in because they are iconic sax solos and they are amazing but there's just no way you could really replicate that in a saxophone arrangement of a mass of saxophones you can't have like five people trying to play the solo exactly the same way and the thing with us is we're still having to like play everything else that you're hearing on that song as yeah. on the saxophone so the vocal line the guitar parts the bass parts they all have to be transferred onto the saxophone so when we think of those iconic sax pieces it's only one bit of the song. So we have to kind of visualize the whole song and think how that would transfer to sax. You do perform as well. Could you tell me a bit about the performance schedule, if you like, how things build up to that? Yeah. So we, as I said, we only really meet once a month. So it's not a lot of time if you think about it over the year. And we we only have a certain amount of time to get songs together. So for that reason, we just have a few gigs a year. We usually do a summer one at a festival and a Christmas one, usually like kind of busking outside. 
but yeah the gigs are an amazing opportunity it it gives people a real kind of goal when they are learning these new songs and it really for a lot of people is their only chance to play in public and may also be their first time playing in public so it's a really good opportunity a few weeks ago we just finished playing bunk fest in wallingford um and that was the second year we we very happily got um asked back <laughs> which is very happy with and we got moved up the uh the listing so that was amazing news and if i'm being honest we absolutely smashed it we did six <laughs> songs it went down really well with the audience everyone that was involved did an amazing job of playing and we had over a hundred saxophones playing that day there is a lot that can go wrong but <laughs> it's that power power in um numbers you know um they really do pull it out of the bag and everyone brings their their best game on the day and just does the best job they can and that's all i can ask from them and i think that's all anyone ever wants to give and as I said, this band is made up of different abilities and things might not be perfect still on the day, but it's that fact that people are doing the best they can to their abilities that really matters. Have you got any examples, I guess, of uplifting stories that have come about because of, uh, of sax bandits, you know, people who have come along and, you know, it's given them, I don't know, one of a better phrase, a whole new lease of life, that kind of thing. One uh, story comes to mind. We've got, it's really sweet. We've got a, a girl and her granddad that come together to Sax Bandits and um, they're inseparable. And it's so sweet to see them play with the three generations. And, and that, you know, the in-between generation is always really supportive coming to watch. But it's just really cute seeing them because she's often like helping him like being like oh no we should be hearing the music but he's a bit more experienced playing so he's like showing her how to do things on the saxophone and it's just really nice to see that kind of to actually bring a family into it it's it's quite fun that was Rob Digweed from the Sax Bandits. And if you're wondering why we've gone a couple of months early with the festive music, it's because on Monday the 18th of December, the Bandits will be playing Henley Market Square as part of the Henley Living Advent Calendar. This is them performing last year. Thanks for listening to the RG10 podcast. If you've got any thoughts about what we could feature in forthcoming episodes, then please do let us know. The contact details are in the show notes. Goodbye.